welcome to the latest edition of the Movie Talking Podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Kieran. And I'm Rob. And this week we're going to be talking about Halloween films just in time for Halloween. Just in time. <laughs> yeah. Getting in there just before the close of dawn of Hallow's Eve. <laughs> we are. And I think with Halloween, there's such a broad spectrum of Halloween films really to look at, isn't there? I'll say, I think there's a broad spectrum of what's classified as horror films nowadays. Yeah, there's torture porn, there's classic supernatural beings. There's animated kids' Halloween films now. Yeah, and, that's, and they, they're classified as horror as well. It's kind of odd. Very loosely it's, it's horror, isn't it? Horror, PG. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, Light uh, horror. Yeah, if it's got a zombie in it, it's horror now. So. Sort of mid-afternoon horror, nothing too, too Vampires, scary. Vampires, zombies, horror. werewolves, horror. Yeah. Or Twilight, it sounds like to me. Yes, Oh, that is a horror film. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. More reasons. Yeah, I'll be screaming in the cinema mm-hmm. louder than anyone. So the first film we're going to look at is something that I was really excited for. I have been for ages, and that was Wreck Three. Genesis. Uh, Genesis. Its full title. Of course, this film is very different from the first two. It starts off. If you haven't seen the first two, they're both done a sort of in a Blair Witch style so it's a camera following people and it's very shaky cam because they're in the action it's fan footage yeah it's, yeah, and it's a news reporter recording a story in a building and obviously this is the footage that isn't aired but yeah that's the first one and the second one is from a police camera and then the third one it starts off the first half hour on a sort of a shaky professional uh, wedding camera. Mm. A shaky professional. Yeah, a shaky Whoa. professional. Uh, probably too much coffee that morning. And then just halfway through, it just, what, half an hour it just through, switches. it just switches straight away to this cinematic camera. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think the fine footage genre is getting a bit tired. Yeah, I agree. I think the more we can wean ourselves off fine footage, the better. Because it's just, it's been overused. I think... Um, I like the film to put that mm. out to start with it's very different start with it's a comedy horror <laughs> it's not uh, scare your pants off horror like the first two were but I think it's almost nice that they took it in a different direction because mm. the idea can get a little stale if we the film we're going to talk about later Paranormal Activity 4 it is the same concept over and over again there's only so much you can do with one idea yeah I was say I'm diverting very quickly but I know you're saying about the found footage things getting stale uh, it was nice and refreshing to see Chronicle do it differently but even the film one film to incorporate a certain scene oh I'm just recording in the background it was getting stale within its own film so it yeah. is hard to do and I must say I found Wreck average to good but um, it was nice that they're bothering to refresh it, it kind of fell into a Resident Evil style film towards the end I don't, I don't think you were too convinced by it, were you? No. You didn't like the fact that they had almost forgot where they came from, I think was the thing I got from you, because they have obviously jumped to this comedy horror, yes. which it was very different. And I have to say as well, the cinematic was beautiful on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Really yes, good-looking film. Quality, uh, I'll say, it was just the story that laid it down. Everything else, the acting was good. It was kind of like campy, funny acting we've got these kind of big character side characters like the young uncle that was obviously oh, yeah. old uncle and drunk uncle. Uh, drunk uncle and the like you said the shaky professional cameraman he gives up quick because he's a bit larger than life 
he just he just gives up and I just thought that was a bit disappointing because he met his <laughs> match with he's being realistic he, he can't, can't get through, through that the vent. Vent. yeah I know that's it vent my enemy and it's just and of course this all prepares us for Wreck 4 Apocalypse soon to come out I say mm. soon once they film it but it's already been planned but we'll never see it because it'll be the apocalypse uh, uh no, I think we will. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but I wonder what angle they're going to take. Are they going to go on a completely different angle now? Or are they going to stick to comedy horror? I hope that they stick with this shift in tone. Yeah. Because it works. It's shown that they're not really taking it too seriously. Which is good. Because things like Paranormal Activity, it's, go- it's going on for so long. And Resident Evil, like you said, they've been going on for so long. They've completely lost their way. It's almost a joke of themselves. Isn't yeah. it? A parody of themselves. Well, because they're taking so taking the idea to the nth degree aren't they yeah as I say with these horror films you find that they do generally drag them out as long as possible like a new franchise seemed to be on the horizon this is Piranha films they're going for kind of the gore funny but, and a bit bit player people and then I was going to say the Saw films kept going and that's not my sort of thing either but unfortunately that's why it's so hard to find a decent horror film like if you look through like horror films on any websites uh, so many of them have been panned I mean Rec 3 did get panned but I think that's because fans weren't expecting what they got but things like you know the Piranha films the um, the Paranormal films all the films like that they don't require a story as such no, and so they, they just have some of the worst stories in the world yeah well, we'll go to Paranormal Activity 4 in a bit but uh I don't know. It's hard to find a good horror franchise um, that you repeat the like. Like I said, I don't like the Saw films because I don't like mutilation. That isn't horror to it's me. Too it, gory. It's, it's not that I think it's gory. I just I like it's the paranormal element. Like my king of horror films is the thing, and that is everything that I don't want to see. That's why it's scary. That's the original thing, not the remake. Tune into an earlier podcast for our opinions of that one. Mm. But moving on to our choice of films, so we decided to choose, as we do, our favourite or a film we haven't seen before, a film that we think we'd like to see of that genre that's in the 1001 Films to See Before You Die book. So I chose the original Japanese ring. Mm. Now, I I had major, major issues with this. I had convinced myself that I was never going to see the Japanese ring because even the front cover of the DVD terrifies me. Just that eye peeking through the hair. Yeah, that's enough to give me nightmares. Ah, yeah. And when the trailer for the American version of the ring came out, just that alone gave me... I I didn't sleep for a week after watching that trailer because the idea of it freaked me out so much. Watching the film, it wasn't so bad, but I'd built the Japanese version up in my head so much that it just... I, I just, it just freaked me out and I really didn't want to watch it I was absolutely terrified so well, it was a good choice then by Kieran yeah, yeah thanks for that Kieran that's alright Avia you know I tried to please the film is based on the novel of the same title by Koji Suzuki which is a great book that I had actually read as well I think the Japanese film and I don't know whether it's because it was made quite a few years ago it's a 90s film it's not that scary anymore no would you agree, Amy? Yeah, I think 
if we were actually watching it on VHS, it probably would have been a bit more that scary. That grainy quality. That idea of you watching a video about a video. Okay, so like, yeah, it wasn't like they popped in a DVD and no, watched it. No, like... Skip to the end. With um, It's a bit like a book that I've been reading for the past seven years. Um, I've never actually finished it because I've been so scared by it. It's given me nightmares. It's called House of Leaves. Uh, it's an amazing book, like typographically. Uh, it's very postmodern. It's set out really interestingly, but it's about a book that effectively kills someone. So you're reading you're reading a book about a book that killed someone. So that's that's just the like idea. Eerie. Yeah. But watching a DVD about VHS, it's just yeah, lost it for it you. It has a bit. It has. A bit. I think what I found just as well. Just update it. They remake it again. What's that? A Blu-ray. It's a Blu-ray. It's a Blu-ray. Until Blu-rays are old-fashioned. Being interactive. All of it's YouTube. You're watching a YouTube video. <laughs> <sighs> There you go, spin-off. We'll have the YouTube that. Ring. Yes. <laughs> YouTube Ring. I bet something else would come up. <laughs> well, I think one of the problems I had was the acting was actually didn't seem that great at times. Oh. It was very melodramatic. I don't know. I quite enjoyed... I think uh, Asian cinema, horror-wise, is the king of horror. Uh, they got good story... It's. I think this is well acted, and it takes a while to kick in. You're just like, this isn't. Scary. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it blows you away. It's just it, like, <laughs> it's really tense. I have to say, the film. It's a really good film. Um, I'm not criticising it. It's just not as scary as I think it perhaps was. I think the storytelling halts the plot a bit. Yeah. Because um, in the American version of it, they just don't jump straight in. Yes. Whereas you find with a lot of Asian cinema, which we have been watching a lot of recently for an upcoming podcast is that the plots are often convoluted, they are lengthy. Long, lots of backstory. Lots of backstory and unnecessary pauses, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, which all look very beautiful in film, mm. but can often leave you wondering what's going on. Yeah, well, that's it. It's, a, it's foreign cinema. Everyone has a different concept on how to make a film, and it's just a bit different, and it's a bit. It's just getting your head around it. At the end of the day, I think all the films we've watched up for this podcast, including The Ring, is above average still compared to a lot of American films. Well, we've not discussed mine yet, but... Um... Oh, well, that slipped out of my head until I saw your face. I just realised what we were going <laughs> to However, I must say, the most iconic scene where the girl comes out of the TV is absolutely amazing, still. Mm. Still amazing. It's the, very, very creepy. You know, it's the scene that everyone knows about when yeah. you talk about Ring. And I have to say, I still I don't know how they really did it, but it just looks really great. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's the scary part, isn't it? it that's is. the bit yes. that scares you. And, and the bit where she's just standing in the room with the hair all over her face. That night, I could see her in my bedroom looking just like that. It was me in a wig. <laughs> Having a bad hair day. <laughs> I was going to say, um, it's good that they're re-releasing it in... Um... I don't think it's good that they're re-releasing it in 3D. Yeah, it's going to freak me out. Well, I, I don't know how good the 3D will be, because you know when they sort of like lay that 3D on afterwards? Well, I don't think it's going to be the last, M- the last Airbender, sorry. I think it's going to put some time into it so it's actually good. Well, we say that. They're doing Silent Hill 3D now, aren't they? So... But that, I was going to say, quick side note, it, Halloween films always seem to fall victim of bad 3D as well. It's like 3D at Halloween. Oh no, here comes an axe coming out the screen. I've uh, never actually seen a horror film in 3D. We'll see Silent Hill yeah. then and let everyone know how it goes. I saw the first horror film in 3D. Was it Saw? No, it was... I can't remember Was it My it was. Bloody Valentine or no, something No, that like wasn't that. the first one. It was... Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was terrible. It was well, that bad. Yeah. The acting was terrible, the 3D was terrible, everything about it was terrible. Oh dear. 
So I think that was probably the scariest. Well, for you. well, that was the scariest out of the three that we watched. Yeah. Yes, agreed. Though it wasn't as scary as I had thought. Let's discuss my film now. I wanted to pick something from the book that was scary. I've seen quite a few things in the book, and I went with... And there wasn't a laugh now. They're not going to laugh. The American Werewolf in Paris. London. Oh, no, in London. <laughs> That's a sequel. The American Were- An American Werewolf in London. Now, I'd already seen this film, and I wondered about the choice, but Rob seemed pretty adamant about it, so I didn't say anything. Um, because I was led to believe... Well, it is known for having one of the best transformation scenes in cinema, still to date... Can I just say, at the start of the podcast, you said we chose films you've not we've not seen before, and you just said we've just seen it. That's right. No one yeah. will remember. Sorry, um, <laughs> I uh, made a boo boo there, and I forgot I'd seen it until we started watching it. Um, but yeah, it's okay. We're all good. I, I wish I hadn't watched it. Again. No, I'm glad I did watch it. But the, I was led to believe it's this amazing horror film. It was alright. I, more... I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really good. It's got a good story. I didn't enjoy it at all. And I found it was just long and odd. <laughs> and um, second time round, second time round, it didn't get any better. It's it's a John Landis film, and this is like heyday of films, I suppose. It must be branching out with a bit of comedy and horror, but it's more comedy. It's a very light-hearted horror. The only scary bit, if you think, is the uncomfortable scene when he does transform into the werewolf for the first time and it's amazing it, it really holds amazing. up and you can see the similar sort of effects that he must have used in uh, the thriller Michael Jackson video but apart from that it's just an average film and I was I was oh. very disappointed but I'm glad I've actually seen it I thought it was I really enjoyed it I don't think there's many good werewolf films out there they've done that remake didn't they werewolf with um, Toro man <laughs> They did a remake, sorry, they did a remake... Is it Wolfman? Yeah, with Anthony uh, Hopkins. Yes, that's the one. I said, yeah, my bad, Wolfman, yeah. Um, but Dog Soldiers was pretty good, but even that wasn't that great. I like Ginger Snaps, but you don't like Oh, Ginger no, Snaps. I thought that was awful. Have you seen Ginger <laughs> Snaps? I haven't seen Ginger Snaps. Uh, <laughs> no, you should watch... The first Ginger Snaps is good. The werewolf with lots and lots of nipples. <laughs> <laughs> She's a female. Well, that's She's okay, a, then. It makes sense. But nipples... <laughs> Well, not like on her face. It's like a nipple dress. <laughs> Where you'd expect nipples to be. Yeah, on a, a wolf. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot. Wait, we digress again, but essentially, I think... I think Amy had nipple envy. <laughs> to be honest, well, I was about to say, this was the most disappointing film for me. I oh, know it was the most disappointing film. Um, because I didn't know what Amy's film was about anyway, so I couldn't have been disappointed. So, I, I do recommend you see it. If you haven't seen it, it is... Do you know what? It's one of those films, if it was on TV, I'd say, well, watch it if there's nothing on. I wouldn't say go out of your way to watch it. No, don't go if you think, oh, yeah. Those or, guys on Movie Talking just recommended American Werewolf. Or YouTube the werewolf transformation, because that's the best bit. Yeah, that's it. Once you've seen that, you've seen the best bit of the film. It's got a good element of the ghost in it as well, because you kind of forget it's a werewolf, it's a werewolf film with ghosts in it as well, because he... Yeah, but even that's not amazing. And uh, just, I don't know, I didn't like it. And I found, like, the um, idea of their London seemed a bit bizarre with the adult movie places yeah, and everything. Yeah, that was and and That's Piccadilly Circus. Piccadilly Circus. I mean, I've never seen an adult movie place in Piccadilly Circus. I don't know if I'm looking in the wrong places. <laughs> it's not that I'm looking are. for one. <laughs> no. but Next time we're in London, Kieran. We'll find one. Go together. There is one good thing about American Werewolf 
London. I keep saying Paris. Uh, I won't see that one. Uh, Frank Coz is in the film. I love Frank Coz. He Koz. is, yes. He's in it as two characters. Well, sort of. Miss Piggy's on the TV. So. <laughs> it was good. I like that. It was that. very good. I, li- I just like the film. Good. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you liked my film because no one liked your film. And, <laughs> and we'll go, well, we'll go into yours now. Yeah, okay. Well, before I reveal the title of my film, I'm just going to read a couple of re- short reviews from Ron Tomatoes. Just to give you the feel of what we expected from this film. I mean, I didn't expect anything, I have to say. I was aware it's a cult classic. What's a masterpiece of texture, a feat of attention, and a genius assemblage? Mm. That's one. So, a remarkable first feature, a true original, and arguably the director's best. I would argue against that. Certainly. Insanely intensive and evocative. I think three's enough. So what's your film choice today, V? A Razorhead. Now. <laughs> you can't see the fury on her face, listeners. Um, readers and listeners will know I do like an indie film and I've been wanting to watch A Razorhead for some time. I, I do enjoy um, David Lynch. I like Twin Peaks a lot. I loved Mulholland Drive. So I had really high expectations and I thought it was going to be brilliant, especially because it's got 90% um, freshness from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought, this is going to be brilliant. I'm going to love it. I absolutely hated it. I think it just shows that all real critics are pretentious tossers. It was, pretentious is the key word for this film. It was just absolutely ridiculous. I'm fine with black and white. I'm fine with the weird imagery going on. You know, I can handle a bit of obscurity. You can't. But that handle. was just that absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it was just so out there, like in that was it post-apocalyptic mechanical world where it all just sounded like there was a gust of wind going past all the time with a bit of machinery. Uh, his bizarre hairstyle that's actually quite in these days, I think. And his hipster, but he didn't know girlfriend. That I just don't understand why anyone would want to get with that woman. And then you find out they've had sex, and I thought, how? How did those two ever have? You know, you get those people, and you look at them, you don't ever think they'd ever have sex. You can't see anything sexual about them. Those were those people, and somehow they had had sex, and she was going to give birth to a mutant. Well, we didn't know it was going to be a mutant, but it looked like. A deformed velociraptor yeah. had fallen from the set of Jurassic Park. And, that, and had sex with Alien. Yeah. It, it was very... Well, I know at the beginning I said I didn't like it. I think I enjoyed it more than you guys did, but that's given me giving it like a 3 out of 10 and you giving it a 1 out of 10 each. But um, it was very strange. It wasn't... I don't know. It was long. It was... Yeah, I think that's my problem. I We've been watching so many films lately and they're just getting longer and longer. Yeah. I'm just like... Come on, wrap this up. Freaky baby, what's going to happen? Oh, great. And reading the 1001 Films Before You Die uh, review of it, they told me exactly what was going to happen at the end with an exploding baby. And uh, it was just horrible. It was a relief when the credits started rolling. Oh, honestly. We were literally just forcing ourselves to watch this film just to have something to talk about in this podcast. If we could have stopped watching and not bothered, we would have done. But... We persevered for no real result. I just can't believe it's been idolised so much. His first feature film, and it was just... I bet if I was a film student at sixth form, I could have done something better than that. 
more watchable, more entertaining. I mean, that baby was just disgusting, and you don't really understand why his wife leaves, and there's all sorts of unanswered questions. And, and the person his, on the radio his wife's know. mother is like some pervert. The knees thing. Her dad has weird knees. Da- yeah, dad and goes on about knees, his yeah. knees. It's just, it just. Seems Do you know what? Kind it, of rubbish. To be honest. It was it was dull as well. It was just dull. It's not like he's... It's not like Twin Peaks where there's long pauses of silence and it's very atmospheric and weird things happen in that and you don't really know why it's happening that. This is just... That time's thousand. It's, it's just... just so... You know what? You're doing something different, great. But why don't you do something different that's good? Yeah. That's why I think. Don't do it just because... It's pretentious, and just because it will get you noticed. Yeah, and I do think that a lot of people like things, critics especially, if they're different and they're pretentious, and they know that people are going to go, "Oh, well, I don't really like that," and that makes them want to like it more because they're out there and they think they're original for liking it. And so, shame on you, Eraserhead fans! Shame on you. So that's all of you on tomorrow's. That's killed our chances of Eraserhead tomorrow's. Well, they don't even like the film Hook either, do they? They No, they don't like. So clearly these people have got them the wrong way around. What score's and it got? Is it, it's, is, it's very low. Very, It's like 20-something. Give me hook any day. They didn't like Death Becomes Her either. Really? Yeah. I love Death Becomes I know, Her. That's, I know. Isn't that like Bruce Willis' first kind of dance with comedy? It is my favourite Bruce Willis film. Oh, I'm it's throw so that good. Okay, yeah, but wait, wait, wait. We don't... The listeners don't know that you haven't seen Die Hard, so... I think Death Becomes Her is going to beat Die Hard for Amy. Uh, Death Becomes Her is a classic, but we certainly do digress. Yeah, if you want to find out more about that, maybe check out the movie writing website. There might be a little feature, including Death Becomes Her. I'll have to go check that out myself. So, we've covered our three films. I think The Ring was the best choice. Yeah, one one. Yeah, one. Yeah. Well, we should keep a tally of this. See who keeps coming out on top. Well, I mean, my my favourite out of the three was American Werewolf. So. Yeah, I, I haven't seen The Ring, and it was less awful than. I'm guessing yours wasn't your favourite. Wasn't Eraserhead? Then. It wasn't Eraserhead. No, <laughs> no neither was it American Werewolf. So Ring wins. But you can't Wait, choose your own. You can't. No, I have to How, that ever been a rule? I'm pretty oh, sure you can't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've always said that. So yeah, surely, if I've got two votes, then I'm the winner. Yeah, but I, I would vote for either of you. <laughs> my vote, you I tear to. up my voting paper. No, oh, Kieran, no, no. you're just a sore loser. Yeah. <laughs> Says you. So then that means me and Amy are tied, because then you'll void from it. Oh, so. that's great, so I didn't even win anything. Yeah, so you've gone from being... Hold on, didn't you vote for mine? Yeah, but uh, if I voted for yours, yeah. and then Amy voted for me, yeah. and you oh, fine, can't but... vote for anyone, then you've got to vote for me, then I win. Oh well, I know I'm not, I'm, I couldn't even vote for a raise head just to tie us all. No, I'm sorry, I've won. That's it. We move on to other Halloween films now. Yeah, so there's actually quite a lot of spooky films at the cinema at the moment that we actually wanted to see. Yeah, uh, we we didn't get a chance to see Sinister. Which no, was, I really wanted to see that. Well, it's the big one of 2012, isn't it? Yeah. Lots of IndieWire quotes on the on the trailer, promising <laughs> that it's amazing. Yeah, thanks IndieWire. Um, but we haven't we haven't managed to catch that one. So instead, we decided to go for Paranormal Activity Four. Um, we all of us watched the third one when it came out at the cinema last year. And really enjoyed it. It too, was didn't we? it yeah. was a fantastic experience. It was packed. Um, everyone was 
scared even Karen even Mr. Me. I don't get scared I don't scared. Usually get scared <laughs> yeah, that's the thing it was good because it was the atmosphere in the cinema it was brilliant and mm-hmm. uh, I, I must admit I was avoiding eye contact with the main screen and met my eyes with another gentleman doing the same across the <laughs> aisle and we had a little chuckle because we were scared was that the start of a rom-com <laughs> <laughs> then we held hands and left the cinema <laughs> skipping it was uh, uh, Panama Activity 3 was their chance at refreshing the uh, starting to stale uh, franchise which they didn't really do no no, it's it's just like you know what we're doing the 80s and that was it and then the kind of it was fun. They, they, it, it was a bit of fun. It was, it was. This one was kind of. I don't know if it was meant to be funny, but it definitely had more of a comedy element than this one. Panel went to four with the boyfriend in it, who was the comedy relief. But um, I think the third one was better. But we'll go into the points of the fourth one now. Hmm. So the fourth one, and what they've tried to sort of rejig the story up a bit is they've introduced Skype and laptop webcams. This is and where connect. we come and connect. Yes connect which they use a lot of which i didn't think was great it's not from and the point of view of connect it's from the point of view of a, a laptop a filming laptop connect at night in night vision mode in night vision mode um i have to say i i, I was watching the film I was thinking, god this must be such a cheap film to make because the quality of the camera is not even that great is it no, it's, it's meant to be always a camera, really like, crappy grain <laughs> across the screen and it just doesn't look great at times you're like what am i actually watching is there anything there because i can't see yeah you're just like staring like, oh this is just them um, to get me to look close and then yeah, going, and there's ah. a slight bit of movement like oh did you see that in the corner of the screen there oh dust went past it's like you're watching most haunted on a yeah, on living straws. Yeah. yeah oh it was an orb it's a bit of dust basically this film i think the storyline was stupid it's strange because it's like the actors God, you know what I'm going to do a bit of acting school and they were a bit better than normal and they were quite entertaining yeah, yeah it was it was it actually had decent dialogue and he's like alright oh, yeah shame the story's a bit off <laughs> so it's just yeah, like it's nothing a- keeping you in so basically the story's about this family um, it's ba- it may- the main character is a girl and she's chatting away often to this guy who wants to basically be her boyfriend they're together, I thought. Yeah, They're I think together. they are. I think, no, you're right. He wants to get in her pants, though. I think Yeah, okay. They're boyfriend and girlfriend, but I'm for, he's trying each and every way they to get They seem very casual. Her. Yes. But, um, yeah, I'll say... PG-13 relationship. Yeah, PG-13 relationship. It's quite a big family, isn't it? It's yeah. got the mum, dad, brother, uh, the sister, the main character, and the boyfriend are the main regulars. And, and essentially, there's a weirdo boy who lives from across the street... And with his mother, Katie. And uh, basically, Katie gets hurt, and then the boy comes to live across the street with them for some reason. And then all weird things start happening. As you'd expect As with you'd paranormal expect. Bumps in the night. I mean, if a neighbour that I knew didn't know, sorry, because they didn't know Katie, no. had fallen ill, I wouldn't take in their child. To be honest. Who I already think is weird. I'm not going to pigeonhole the Americans have been... sandals. I'm not going to pigeonhole the Americans have been overly kind and weird, but they are. And I can see that kind of happening. What? They don't mind. You're all like that, aren't you, American listeners? Yeah. Well, all us British people have bad teeth. Yeah, that's it. If you watch Family Guy and think that's true, then I'm going to watch this film and think that's true. Because like you said, if someone... Like, if our next-door neighbour in this uh, building 
went, yeah, can you look after my kid? And I've never met you. And I've got to look after her for a week. And he's got an antique fork that we're not meant to touch. <laughs> and a 100-year-old toy. Yeah, it's just like, can you please move along? <laughs> but um, I didn't mean the American listeners. It's just very odd. It's the situation, it's like, the glass man straws to try and make it work. And then, yeah. then yeah. The little kid, what was his name? Robbie. Robbie. Robbie and Wyatt. So, lots of hijinks happen within the uh, family house. Now, we say lots of hijinks, but it's typical paranormal activity. Actually, yeah. saying that as well, I don't think there's as much as previous but paranormal That's what I was about to say. There's not a lot that happens. Most no. of it is waiting around for something to happen. Yeah. Or watching a blur on a camera. And I did... I, I liked the idea of this connect because I didn't know... I found out how the connect works as well. Uh, if you it's education. It was more like a how to use a connect uh, video. So that when they did that once or twice, that was great. But then they just kept using yeah. it. And it was, then it did feel like it was a big advert for uh, brands like mm-hmm. um, Apple. Apple in there a lot. Microsoft, the Xbox in there quite a lot as well. So it was kind of like oh, influence, influence, influence. Yeah, yeah. it really was. But then, like you were saying, not an awful lot happens in plot terms. Like, in the previous films, we've learnt quite a lot about this franchise. We've not actually learnt anything, yeah. except there's some more weird things going on yeah. that we would... And there's some more people at. connected to what happened in the last three yeah. films. And they kind of reuse the good things. Like, in the first paranormal activity, the, I think the scariest thing is when the bed sheets fly off and then they grab Katie and yeah. pull her down the stairs and all the way out of the house... And uh, those sort of things get reused mm. in the second one. There's not really a key element in the second one, but the third one's kind of the um, lifting all the things up off a table, and it yeah. doesn't come down till like 30 minutes later in the episode, uh, sorry, episode, the film. Things like that. It's just like, oh, well, I, I guess ghosts have limitations on what they can do that's new. Well, does he? Well, because was... Toby always seems to change shape. I oh, didn't call him Toby. I think we all... He blatantly was Toby. Well, yeah. He has to be Toby. Well, that's the only one that's with them. Yeah, you say that. I don't know. Because he keeps saying, this is my friend. Toby and friends. But there is one different... I mean, there's a couple of different things. The sort of levitation thing. that hasn't. I don't think that's been used before. I thought it was in the first one. Oh, and I missed out on the favourite thing. Like, the classic walk into the room and stare and then the camera fast forwards. Oh, my God, he's staring for eight hours. No, I really didn't like that from the first one. That really freaked me out. It freaks me out, but it doesn't mean... Yeah, but it was effective, wasn't it? It was very effective. This one, like, there was some little... There was, like, two scary times, a few tense ones. The tense bits were when it was silent, typical paranormal. There was some... I mean... The whole interesting parts of the film just happened at the end, the last yeah. 15 to 20 yeah. minutes. It was like, bam, everything's going to happen. Everything yeah. kicked off. I think the scene with the girl trapped in the garage, that was quite good. That was a, bit, a little bit different. Yeah, but that, that was like you said, it was warming up to the final yeah. scene. Cause then it, yeah, it was warming up. I felt almost, because everything did happen right at the end, it felt the script was almost poor because of that. It was sort of like, oh, we've got nowhere else to go, so let's just end it all. It's just like, should we do a full film? Yeah, I've got a great scene we can do. I've only got 20 minutes. We'll pad that out. And so, I I mean, we all know Paranormal Activity 5 will be in the making right yeah. now. Well, because it's a, it is a massive cash cow. If you stay to the very, very end of the credits... And speak Spanish. And speak Spanish, you will have a, a gist of what will be coming next in the world of Paranormal Activity... I don't think it's a huge lead on to what's happening no. because I'm still in the dark, really. Are we allowed to talk about it? Was it classified? Well, it's about a future film, so go yeah. ahead. Yeah, it's a preview. Like, it's yeah. I think it's the grandmother. 
Yeah. It looked like the grandmother from yeah. the phone. Grandmother. It looked like the grandmother. Some sort of voodoo weird yeah, stuff. But we sort of, we've always known that because they've mm. been in a cult, haven't they? Yeah. So, but I don't think... Is it going to be in Mexico? Well, this is what we've read. We've read into it after seeing the film. We've read into what it was about, the um, stinger. Apparently it's meant to be... It might not necessarily be Paranormal Activity 5. The series will continue in some form as a spin-off or like a sister project, apparently. And it's kind of like... Wow. So what is the film's about? Is it the film about the ghost that has been dubbed Toby from the third one? Or is it this cult now that's been introduced in the third one and kind of carries Toby gets on? his own series. <laughs> the Amazing Avengers of Toby. And Friends. Yeah. <laughs> Children's uh, show. <laughs> yeah. But I will say, yeah. uh, we've only got to wait till next year. Like you say, like, Saws came out repetitively around the yeah, Toby I mean, period. Now it's just the same panel. Activity. They're cheap films. They only take a year to uh, create... Develop, well, yeah. film, produce. Not even a year. Not even a year. Well, that's you know. when they do it on their MacBooks. That's, yeah, that's the thing with the first one. Yeah. The first one's so famous because it's such a low budget. They did it in a week, and it's just all unknown people. And that's why the first one is so good. And the first one, I think, is yeah. one of the finest horror films around. See, I found it quite boring. The first one. It's just the waiting around. Uh, that's what I can't get over. But that's that's what you mentioned in your review on your website because you did a review of all three, didn't you? I did. Yeah. That's they start so well and as with most franchises kind of get a bit worse for wear with some new elements but it's kind of just dragging along the same things and with this it's just repeating the same thing that made the first one so good same with Saw maybe they need to take a wreck and just go completely in a different direction yeah Yeah. refresh it maybe that's what they're trying to do with this sister project maybe they've got made enough money to go yeah alright let's do a full blown budget kind of with the same effects of Poltergeist as well yeah and then you know in about five years' time they'll reboot the whole system and start Paranormal Activity 1 again as they have done recently with um, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. They've yeah. all had reboots. That's, that's a shame. I quite like the first Halloween as And well. Scream 6 is of course coming out. Is it? Scream, no, Scream 5. Scream 5. We haven't had yes. 6. We haven't had 5 yet. Scream 5. There we go. Yeah, Scream 4 was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, that was a good one. I like that. I think it was average. I think it could have been a lot better. It's not my guilty I pleasure. Did, I have to admit, I did scream in the ears. <laughs> I've never done that before. There's one particular bit with a scary face and I did scream. Yeah, I'll say, again, the cinema experience was really good. Everyone's in there because they want to see it and have a good time. And I think everyone did. I know it can be a bit disappointing, but it, like I said, it's my guilty pleasure. I quite enjoy them. And as long as I keep making them, I'll probably go see them because I quite like that. I like not seeing. That's what gets me scared. Mm. Knowing that we're doing this podcast now in our studio and that bottles could fly at us any time. Well, we have got a MacBook on, so... We need to connect. We need to connect. I'll bring mine from home, we'll be fine. Yeah. And then we'll do a podcast and we'll realise Toby's here the whole time. That's Guest the... speaker Toby. <laughs> Look for it for next time. All that heavy breathing. I thought it was wrong. That's just totally... I'm so scared. Well, other films we saw, oh, I know we mentioned at the beginning about how loosely the term horror is used. There's been some horror films for kids this holiday season. I think it's brilliant because in the past, there's only really been Coraline, maybe Nightmare Before Christmas, even though I would personally class that as more of a Christmas film than Halloween Yeah, film. it's that sort of uh, in-between, isn't it? it? Is. You don't really know what time of year to watch I'd, it. Yeah. I'd say 75% Christmas, 25% Halloween. Yeah, I'd agree. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So it's it's nice that there's that studios have finally released films that meet the demand because that's one of the reasons why I've, I've read. Oh come on now! I think guys, we're forgetting Hocus Pocus. 
I yeah. See, I have I have recently put together recently not yet put together um, an article on movie writing about uh, horror films for families because a lot of people want to include their children for this time of year. But there's a lot of things that are just really aren't suitable. I'll say, to be fair, Halloween, I know it's been majorly marketed in America, it is for children more than it is for the adults. Yeah. I know we enjoy dressing up, going around... Well, it's only for children now because of the way it's been marketed. Because it's all to do with money and the kids going out trick-or-treating and candy and things like that. So, yes, I agree with you. So, yeah, so to kind of keep them interested, they do these kind of horror-based animated films or so not just animated films live action like Hocus Pocus I think that is it's a good brilliant. one I think I think that is the ultimate children's mm. Halloween film so. it, it's got everything it's got Bette Midler it's got talking cats it's got zombies yep yeah witches witches you know and also we must say that Hocus Pocus 2 is apparently on the guards I'm very excited yeah. fingers crossed Although it could be terrible. As much as I want it to be amazing, it could be absolutely awful. But what was if it was What was if it was the best film ever? It could be, couldn't it? It could yeah. be the second it could go any Halloween way. film for kids. Yeah, we'll see then. We'll have to see. Yes. Um, but the films that have been released recently for kids... Um, at the cinema? At the cinema. There's been Paranorman. Yes. Which is really, really good produced by one of the same people that did uh, Coraline so it's that same sort of look and feel about it you Rob you loved it didn't you I did we saw it in 3D as well uh, how was the 3D it was alright it wasn't amazing still as, not one over is it uh, no you know what I was like at the beginning of our podcasts um, I absolutely loved it after Christmas couldn't get me off the ceiling and now I've kind of seen what you're seeing it is just it's not it's not, a it's not it I don't think gimmick. it's a gimmick I think it does add in a good film, it will add that extra mm. part to the, the film and that will make a, a good not, film a I've better I've not seen film. any films like that. But you will. You You've will not wait. seen Hugo. You will wait for that Hugo and it will be like, oh my God, I've seen the light. But with Paranormal Activity, yeah, you might as well see it in 2D. Sorry, big part with Paranorman. They're very similar. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one called Toby in Paranorman though, so. Um, but talking about 3D, we saw Frankenweenie in 3D. And mm-hmm. uh, Tim Burton's latest film, which was he made in the in the eighties, it, it was a, sh- a short that he made in the eighties, and he's remade it as a stop motion animation. Yeah, and I think the three D actually did work because it's black and white. It just adds a little tiny bit of, bit of depth to separate the colours a bit. And I I loved Frankenweenie. It's got a what. dog in it. Yeah, there's a dog. You know, there's two dogs. Poodle. Next door. Oh, yes. See, don't forget the poodle. Mm-hmm. Little love story. It's, it, to be honest, Frank and Weenie, I was so happy that Tim... Well, I don't know if it's because it's Tim Burton's original story and he's gone back to it and made it into a feature length that it's classic Tim Burton. Or if he's just kind of... kind of He's found finally, his, he's finally done a decent film. Yeah, he's finally come I back think... to doing good films because I haven't really enjoyed Alice... Um, Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. Very oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a different reason. That's a scary film. But I think it just shows that he re- he's really enjoyed himself making this film. Well, he said it was a very personal story to him, yeah. didn't he? So, yeah, just do as many personal stories as possible. We'll try and leave Johnny out of them um, from July. now. Uh, yeah. So, because they had a limited cast on this one, they did multiple roles. There was Catherine O'Hara. She was in it. 
um, Martin Short. They all did like three or four characters each, and it was really good. I must admit, I I preferred the style and animation of Paranorman, um, but Frank and Weenie did have a better story. I think with Paranorman, it kind of was a bit spread thinly, and I just wanted a little bit more from it. But yeah. I love, it. I did love it. And I loved the voice acting in it both, but Frank and Weenie does top it. See, and I went to go see uh, something completely different. I went to see The House at the End of the Street. I have to say, awful. It was another one of those terrible, terrible Halloween films. Who's the star of that one? It's the lady. Mm. It, is, it is the one Jennifer from... Lawrence. Yeah, oh, Jennifer Lawrence. And so she, well. she was very good in it. I have to say, oh. she played it very well. She was not the part that was wrong with it. The story was the part that, that was wrong with it. Was it a remake? It was a remake, yes. And I've not seen the original. Is it a Spanish remake? I, no, I've not seen the original, so I couldn't tell you that either. Okay. Um, it's just, it was just, I didn't care about any of the characters. It wasn't actually a horror; it was more a thriller. But they tried to sort of keep give it that sort of horror feel. Look out in October, horror. Yeah, it just wasn't worth my time. Mm. So don't go see it. Okay, yeah, well, you can't well, know anyway. It's at the cinema, but don't go buy it. Don't go renting it. Would you rent it? Never, never. Okay, wow. I don't I, even rent it to bird it. <laughs> Wow. And then, and then, strong words. And then suffer the fee you have to get for uh, burning. Then have to buy a whole new one. Yeah. And then you bought it. Oh no, it's not working out. We saw a film. It was kind of in September, kind of the pre. Late September sort of time. That starting to be Halloweeny time at the cinema. The leaves had just turned orange on the trees, so you know October and Halloween was around the corner. We saw the possession, and. I don't know, again, it's kind of falling into this... It's kind of a good idea, but all that kicks off is in the last 15 minutes. Yeah. You you seemed quite keen, didn't you, Amy? I did, because it was marketed as a Sam Raimi film. Yeah. So I thought, this is going to freak the hell out of me. Because he recently done uh, Drag Me to Hell, which has received quite popular feedback. I like Drag Me to Hell, but a lot of people hated it, but I pooped my pants at that film. As we know, Sam Raimi's quite fond of his horror because he did the Evil Dead series and uh, there's an Evil Dead trailer as well just around the corner uh, it's a red band trailer so check it out it is not suitable and not safe for work so watch it in your home not safe for work there's a lot of Rudy Nudy bits no it's not Rudy Nudy <laughs> there's it's, one it's Rudy horrible bit have you never oh we did well pro, uh, this time last year I did uh, get Amy and Kieran to watch Evil Dead 2 so that we scene, were not fans no, I was disappointed. Oh, I chose Evil Dead 2 over Evil Dead 1 because it's essentially the same film, different, blah, blah, blah. Everyone knows that because everyone loves Evil Dead on our podcasts. But yeah, the new one looks very good. So, check it out. The Possession, though. Yes, The Possession. Sam Raimi was only producing this film, so he might not have had as much influence as he may have liked. But Is that like when Guillermo del Toro presents something? Yes. Yeah. Was... I liked it at the cinema, so I put my name <laughs> I to it. I watched him. it. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was going to be really, really scary. And there was a couple of unnerving bits. And yeah, I did have to sleep with the light on, but let's, let's face it. Good bits in the trailer, aren't they? Yeah. See, I didn't want to go see it, and I didn't because I knew instantly. I watched it. I thought it's going to be rubbish. It's going to be rubbish. They've done the classic, like the background of it is um, a father going through a divorce with his two girls. Uh, He goes to a kind of what's it called in America? A A lot sale, yeah, a yard sale. They pick up a box, possessed. Hell breaks loose. 
and it's kind of like an exorcism thing going on as well. So, mm, it, I mean, it, was, it did have a bit of a different slant in it because it was like Jewish instead of Catholicism. Yep. But that wasn't wasn't enough to make it interesting. And uh, there's kind of good effects in it, but again, the, you see them all in the trailer, and yeah. yeah, you think, oh, this could be quite good, but that is it. It's all in the trailer, and then again, similar to normal activity kicks off in the last fifteen minutes, and then and there's the promise, and there's a promise a it's going to become a kind of franchise, and. I must admit they should have kind of used it as a stinger. I think that would have been better, the way they present it. It's just kind of just thrown in your face. Someone's like slapped you. We're gonna do another one. Yeah. But So that's another one to avoid. Don't well, run that or I, buy it either. Yeah, I wouldn't buy it. I, I I think you should always see a film because you can have an opinion of it. So I'd always say rent them. No, I don't agree. Except for Razorhead. I don't. saw a film the other day called LOL with Miley Cyrus in it oh, in uh, really? Tesco. I saw the trailer for that. I haven't seen the trailer for it, but I saw it in uh, on the DVD section Tesco. I thought no, no, that's a film that I don't think anyone should ever see. Once called LOL, a rom com, and the tagline was so cheesy. What was it? I can't remember. Oh, you don't lead on with that. Find out next week. <laughs> So I think we've kind of gone over the majority of recent films. Is there any other ones you want to quickly bring to the table? We were we like we were talking about producers, um, kind of a big name. We were watching Poltergeist last night, and Steven Spielberg produced that, and they put uh, plenty of George Lucas references in there. I think that's all he did in that film. I'll get my mate George in there, Star Wars, and uh, that's yeah, about it. that was another one of those films that might have been scary at the time. Yeah, because I thought this I, is... No, I didn't like it. Uh, Only because there was a clown riding a bear. <laughs> no, I just I, didn't like it. It was one of these films that I kind of saw advertised on telly when I was younger, uh, like a, being shown on telly for the first time. And I remember being scary with a little girl against the television and the... Uh, the poor guys kind of coming of, out. But, more of a comedy to me. And the thing is, we've seen it parodied so many times in yeah. The Simpsons, Family Guy, other films... I've got to see this and it was just a bit of a letdown and since then that idea of a podcast obviously has been intensified with films like the Paranormal series Um, so I don't think it really worked for me yeah it it was too full on your face it wasn't scary that's the thing with Paranormal Activity nothing happens (gasps) and with this it's just like we're doing stuff it might have been just the clown juggling and it would be like quite comical but not for me. Not for no, Amy. Not for Amy. Oh, there's another one I want to get into. I don't know if you guys have seen it. The Amityville, Amityville Horror Series. I've seen the remake. I've seen the remake, which is... Oh, no, I haven't. I've seen... Because uh, didn't they make it a huge franchise? Like, yeah. it went up to, like, 16 or, or something. Really? It's I not like before time. It's like a ridiculous amount. I watched one because my mum kept saying how much the original one freaks her out so I thought well you know if it scared my mum it's gonna scare me but it was awful oh. something about voodoo dolls a bit like um the what craft? is it where everything's built on an Indian burial this ground this is it it's podcast it's podcast oh <laughs> it's Amazville as well yeah, just... everything's just down to voodoo I must admit there's one good one one good film uh, we watched recently to get in the, the mood was the Omen the original the Omen? Oh, yes, it's dated with the graphics and things like that. But I think it was quite held up quite well. Um, I know yeah. there's a remake. I haven't seen that, but the remake remake's okay. But it's not as good as the original as. But no, I thought that's quite good. Quite some solid performances. And I just want to say one more film we watched, just because I've seen it. I didn't want it to go unmentioned. Candyman. What the hell's Candyman about? <laughs> it's. Have you seen it, Kieran? No, I haven't seen it. It's very disappointing. Wasn't scary. It wasn't scary at all. Like I remember my friend from. Um, Back in uh, where I used to live, he used to go on about Candyman and Child's Play. Yeah, Child's Play is a scary Candyman. I don't know what he's on about. That was just laughable. It was weird. 
Well, there we go. That was our roundup of current and past Halloween films. As many as we could cram as as we in. Could cram in there. <laughs> um, I think essentially what we're saying is, if you want a good storyline, go watch The Ring. Yeah. The original Japanese version. Stick to the originals. Stick yeah. to the ones, and then just leave it. And just know that they didn't make any. If you nice. want some pretentious crap, watch Razorheads. If you want a comedy, Kieran's not keen on film. Go see American Werewolf. With some good in London. puppetry. Some great puppetry. I will give it that. And check out Rec Three if you're ready to see the comedy side. Well, start from the beginning. If you haven't seen any of the Recs, you're gonna love the first one. I must admit, we loved one. it. We were so. Oh. Poop in my pants. It was great. It's so scary. Again, Wreck One's great. I haven't seen the American remakes. Just stick to the originals. Oh, I have. The American remakes are awful. See, yeah. See first Wreck. See first Paranormal Activity. I think see Wreck Two as well. Although it it does base itself a lot on uh, religion, it's still very good. I think the the best thing about Wreck Two is the reveal of the uh, the whole what's happening. I think I love that. I love that. So unpleasant. Mm. It's good. So yes, that's our Halloween podcast. Our next one is very exciting and we're working on it very hard at the moment. We're going to be looking at Korean films. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she says that because we've just come out of watching one of the Korean films slash Japanese. But we get to that more next week. Or oh, next time. So thank you very much for listening. We'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. That was Amy, Kieran and Rob. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more movie news and reviews, please go to www.moviewriting.co.uk. Bye-bye.